Welcome to the Intentifiers podcast. I'm your host, Jody Rye, bringing to you stories of intent from folks looking for more humanity in their workplaces through the lens of intentionality. Thanks for tuning in. Your story about intent, let's start there. What do you want to share? Um, I guess I will share that I, um, it is a personal story within my life and it is one that I've had a lot of time to think about. Um, it happened to me a bit of time ago. Um, and it's more towards me thinking about how I thought my life was going to be and how my life, how the life is that I'm actually living. And it is me being a self-described control freak who never asks for help. So mm. that's my, that's been my mode operandi for, for my whole life. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you set your life up based on those two, let's call them strengths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what was that like? Um, I, I've always been self-motivated and I've decided this is the way that I want my life to be. So I will control these factors and I will achieve what I thought that I wanted to achieve. And that's based on a lot of social norms and just things that I thought were the right things to do and how your life should play out. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, for somebody who likes always to be always in control, I did whatever, you know, what work I had to do in order for that to play out the way that I wanted it to. And that worked for me up until um, a point at which it didn't. <laughs> and something beyond my control happened and I, I had to deal with it with when it came. Okay. And that was the divorce? It was. So I was, uh, it was something that happened that I had no control over. And it just wasn't one aspect of my life. It it put itself into other aspects of my life. So um, I was a stay-at-home mom, and um, the thought of when you get going through a divorce is that everything in your life is changing. So, you know, who I am as a person is changing, how my life is structured is changing, how my day-to-day -day life is, is changing. And all of that change was something that I didn't asked for and something that I didn't control was going to happen to me. Right. And so what was that like in terms of, can you think back or even now, um, you know, we're always learning and things are always changing. Can you, do you remember what that felt like knowing how strong it was in terms of your sense of control and now being in a, in a situation where something, like you said, something happened that you didn't want, nor did you have control over. And now you need to do something about that. Yeah. I think that that's where when things happen to you that you don't expect to happen that's when I would say your core intent like what who you are as a person and what your intent is on this earth that's at it's like rawest that's what will come out and I guess that's what um, happened to me because I got a phone call saying that um, my marriage was over and well, I guess it was just more, you know, you do the fight or flight and just because of I decided to fight. And that for me was like, what is my intent moving forward based on this? And that was for me to think of my kids. Mm. And I think all of us who have children, um, ultimately, that's who we think of first, um, even before ourselves. And my basic thought and it just goes to the basic needs was that 
I needed to provide for my kids and how was I going to do that? Um, so when I hung up the phone, I signed them up for summer classes like at the community center because I knew I had to get a job and mm. I had to get a job because how was I going to support my kids? And so then I started looking for a job. That sounds um, so much like who you are as a person uh, in the sense of um, very quickly ascertaining a new intent and then doing something about it. Yeah, like it, I think that that's what it is, is that in life we can't, the, the saying that, you know, we can't control what happens to us, we can just control how we react to it. Mm -hmm. um, and that, to me, like, just the way that I am as a person is to go to problem solving. Um, because it's taken me 43 years of my life to realize what I'm good at. And essentially, I think that that's it, is that I see a problem and I want to solve it. And mm -hmm. I couldn't solve the problem of my marriage, which as a person who is a problem solver and as a person who is a perfectionist and, you know, control freak, I had to let that go and focus on the things that I could I could be of use and use my intent as a problem solver. How can I make my life better and the lives of my children better with the skills of being a problem solver? Wow. And, you know, it's really wonderful to hear when you think about what you've gone through and, and working towards a, a new life for yourself. Um, not necessarily a silver lining, but but seeing the good that does come from it. And, you know, we're always growing and learning. And as you said, you know, 43 years later, you now realize I'm pretty damn good at problem solving mm -hmm. um, and, and using that as, as part of your strength and, and, a, and a way forward versus staying, which I'm sure you did in, at some point, staying in, in the sort of um, maybe empty space or uncertainty. It, it sounds like, you know, your will to, whether it's to survive, whether it's okay, I'm gonna do something about this, being a problem solver, here's how I'm going to get her done. Yeah, and I think that it's it's very difficult, and I don't I don't want people to think in the moment that like oh well you know how it it's not it's not necessarily looking back I wouldn't say it was the healthiest for me to not deal with it emotionally because mm -hmm. even though when other people other people tell my story <laughs> about how she found this out after 19 years and she got off the phone and she looked for a job and she saw and she did all of these things and but on the flip side uh, I want other people who are going through this to know that you should deal with your emotional part of it as mm -hmm. well because if you don't you'll be like me which is I found it on, I think it was the Tuesday and on the Friday and I powered through it and I had my daughter's birthday party on the Saturday and I ended up in the hospital on the Friday with a panic attack looking for medication. So there's, that's also my life lesson is that you, you have your intent, but your intent shouldn't just, you, you should also realize your social, emotional well-being with your intent mm -hmm. and for sure. Yeah. That's a part of it too. Yeah, and I think you know it's it's one thing to know where your intent was was coming from, and as you said, it was the girls. Like that's the focus, and and it's so easy when when you're a parent um, to not focus on yourself and to your own detriment at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I think knowing knowing you as well as I do, um, 
you, you are someone who doesn't ask for help. And so, mm -hmm. at, did that change? Did that uh, change it, for you? It, yeah, it did for sure. And I think that that's another thing that it, it, part of my story is to encourage other people to ask for help because you can't do it alone as much as you think that you can. And um, like I had a therapist and I asked, I had friends and family and I don't, I honestly don't think that I would be in the situation where I am today, where I, I do lead a happy, healthy, full life. And I wouldn't be there unless I had the friends and family to support me. And mm -hmm. that's just so like, and it's just simple things like, um, you know, my sister, my sister-in-law looked after my kids so I could go on job interviews and things like that, where you, you, you realize that this network that you have, and I guess I took it for granted before, hmm. and I didn't realize the network that I had in place until I had to rely on it. Um, so uh, it's it's an important lesson to, to be grateful and to express gratitude for the people who help you along the way, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, going back to your the comment you made around being a perfectionist, you know, you and I always joke about that because, as you know, I'm the same way. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts around that in terms of perfectionism and the life that you were building and where you're at now? And are you still a perfectionist? Um, I don't think I am. I don't think I am a perfectionist anymore. And I, uh, that's for sure based on on life experience and not on personality. Cause I think that if my, it's hard to say, it's hard to say like when you go, well, I wonder what would have happened if, like mm -hmm. if this hadn't happened to me, would I actually do honestly believe that, that it did happen for a reason. It was a happened for a reason for me to live a better, fuller life mm -hmm. and which I'm doing. And it's a struggle and it's, it's soup. It's really hard at times, but that, perseverance through those hard times makes you grateful to have children so that they can you can impart that on them so mm -hmm. that they can see you live it and that's the best thing I think that they can see is that if you you can persevere through times that are tough then that's the best knowledge that you can pass on to them so that when they go out there in life and because all of us experience like downsides of our lives or things that are difficult or things that make us want to give up or things that are just like, I, I can't believe I worked all this thing and now it's like this. But mm -hmm. for us to find in that the, the strength to look at it in a different perspective, to change the narrative, that's the narrative. I'm not going to let that be the narrative anymore. I want to change it. And that mm -hmm. can take a long time and it takes a lot of work and it's super scary. But if you can persevere through that then the greater reward I feel it's a greater reward than if you hadn't experienced it yeah absolutely and I think there's this like um this giving this uh, it's almost a gift you know this this here's what I've gone through and this giving of um emulating a certain way of being knowing that that you know in this case your your kids are watching and recognizing the impact the positive mm -hmm. impact that that's going to have based on what they see is happening and based on what they see mom's doing. Mm -hmm. um, and it, that always doesn't happen in a perfect way, of no. course, and that's okay too. Yeah. You know, there's so much talk around role modeling and being real and in situations when it's a personal instance. Um, 
showing the times when you're not well are, is also a strength, I think, mm-hmm. um, and something that our, our kids can learn from. And I think, you know, in our organizations, um, it's, I think you hear so much about that in terms of role modeling and be real and show vulnerability. It's because it's inspiring. And I think even, like, it can get, you can be like, oh, my God, I can't even get them to brush their teeth. Why are they looking at, like, anything else that I'm doing? Like, but then you get the tiny moments. And and the moment came for me when I was driving in the car with my girls and my older daughter was joking about, was, we got to a point where it wasn't really joking about the divorce, but something about the divorce that she and her sister were talking about. And essentially, my younger daughter just said, well, it doesn't matter because as long as mom's happy, then we're happy. Mm. And so you don't think that they're picking up on it necessarily or you don't think maybe that they're taking it in. But then when you get small things like that, it does it does show that they, you know, that they that they are paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think of the word empathy in, in that story around putting, you know, how, how do you teach that, you know, at the end of the day? And I think a lot of what you've described in terms of how you approached what happened and, and the things that you did to move forward, um, I think has taught empathy um, to the girls. And, and that's why the, that comment, I think, was made because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to, to put themselves in, in your place because of what you showed in terms of empathy, I think mm-hmm. is important. And we don't, I don't think we allow for that sometimes. Um, yeah, I think that we think that it's something, when we think about teaching our kids, we think about teaching them math, or we think about teaching them, you know, d- d- don't run in the middle of the street. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please don't do that. Yeah. But, I and I think that for those of us parents who struggle with social-emotional issues, like myself, like I said, I, I'm also very action orientated I'm very mathematical in my thinking and it's like how you in math honors (laughs) (laughs) how do I impart those important skills to my kids and so the best way that I think I can do it is by example and I think that like other people are probably a lot better at it than me but but that's the best that I can do as a mom. No, it totally. And I love that idea, the the, the, the thought about the role modeling. I had um, a really beautiful sort of um, thought that was given to me when I was in school. Um, and it, it was around perfectionism. And, and, and my academic supervisor had said, she goes, you know, perfectionism leaves creativity at the door. Uh, keep reminding yourself what you're doing and who you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember reading it, and I still have the note thinking, you know, a lot of what I w- why I went back to school was for my kids. And so um, the mistakes are okay. Them seeing me not at my best is okay. Um, but the perseverance to keep moving is, is they're going to get that and see that as well. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to, um, has to get done. And here's how mom got her done. Yeah. And I think that that's an important thing for kids to see too, that that we all struggle and that if we can, yeah, that, that we can get it done one way or the other. It might mm-hmm. not be done the best and it might not be done exactly the way that we wanted it, but, um, but that if we rely on others and we rely on our own strength that we maybe didn't know we even had, but that if you can find it, then, then they'll be able to find their own strength too. Totally. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I thought of that uh, Frank Sinatra song, I did it my way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm wondering if you're cool with, uh, sort of some closing thoughts, if there's, um, you know, even what prompted you to, 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 to share, to share your story today and, and what are some closing thoughts that you'd like the audience to, to think about? 
I did think about that because I, as you know, I'm also not much of a share and I'm not much of a talker. So yes. I was like, this is going to be a pretty boring podcast. <laughs> it's just going to be me giving one word answers and that's it. <laughs> well, I had to say you did pretty good. So. Um, but I guess, and uh, again, it is a personal story to me that I don't, and I don't often share personal stories, but um, what motivated me at the end of the day to do it is that I kind of thought that there's probably other men and women who maybe would be in the same situation as me where you do feel lost and you do feel hopeless because all of this that you have worked for in your life isn't didn't turn out and you're mad and you're angry and you think like why the hell not I put all of this work and effort into it I did everything right why am I in this situation now um and you do, you want to give up hope. So if I can, my story can encourage one person, that's all I want, just one person to be inspired or to find that hope and that candle of hope is lit in them and they can then inspire one more person, then that's why I did it. <laughs> I love it. I guess I don't count as that person. <laughs> you, you, I'm, I'm already the converted, so I, guess I, I, I don't count, that's okay. Um, but I, I think, you know, knowing, knowing who you are and the caring person that you are, um, you know, when I approached you to, to, to maybe do this podcast and, and I thought, you know, I've told you many, many times, I'm so inspired by who you are and what you've done. And, and I agree. I thought, you know, this would be cool if, if you were cool with doing it. So, um, the idea of the, a light from within and having it ignited and, and inspiring or, or impacting somebody in a way that could be helpful to me is that whole human connection piece, which mm -hmm. I think is pretty cool. I think so too. And I think that we all are connected on a human level with each other and with our kids and how we want to be on this planet and what, what, what do we want to leave behind? Mm -hmm. And you actually asked me that once when we were out was, you know, when you're, when you're done with this planet, what do you hope to leave behind? And I don't know if you remember, but no, I, told, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I want to, to know that I did the best for my kids that I possibly could. And so that's, I think all of us want that. Yeah. And so it's hard, but we, I think that we're all capable of it. And so I hope that my story makes somebody else feel that they're capable of it too. I hope so too. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Jody.